Welcome back to Believe in Softball. I'm your host, Jenna Becerra, and I'm going to be honest, I'm uh, struggling with the state of our world right now. And it feels silly to say that because so many people are struggling a hell of a lot more than me. But it's important to me to continue to share stories and things that our softball community needs. So I'll go through today's order. First, as usual, we'll cover our bases. There's one update that's purely about sports. There's another that's about something that's much bigger. Then we'll head into the interview with Victoria Hayward from Team Canada. We played against each other, actually, for a couple years in the pack, and it's a great story that I'd planned on sharing for a while. And we'll end with the double play tip of the week. So let's just start. To cover our bases, there's still not a lot of live sports just yet, but if you need an outlet right now, our partner, betonline.ag, still has a lot that you can do. You can bet on UFC, NASCAR, NBA 2K, or Madden simulations, or even if you just straight up want to be betting and gambling, if that's your vibe, there's an online casino as well. And if you watch The Last Dance, or if you're curious about it, you could check out The Final Dance, which is something that Bet Online also put out with interviews from Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, Craig Hodges, and Ron Harper. So it's interesting actually to hear past Chicago Bulls talk about all of it. And to get going with Bet Online, use the promo code MYPOD100 to get your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100. You know, sports is something that I've personally bet on and that a lot of people have bet on. I'm not really talking about the money, but more so about how we've steered our lives. When you're in the game, the meet, the match, whatever it is, sports can be a great equalizer. And I've been seeing Nelson Mandela's quote a lot in the last week, that sport has the power to change the world. It has the power to inspire. It has the power to unite people in a way that little else does. It speaks to youth in a language they understand. Sport can create hope where once there was only despair. It is more powerful than government in breaking down racial barriers. It's a beautiful insight. And while there are countless life lessons woven into sports, life isn't all a game, is it? The brutal murders of George Floyd and many, many before him couldn't make that more clear. And while it's important for me to speak up as an ally to the Black community, it's also important to create a space where Black voices can be heard. And I encourage you to read and see what Black softball players are sharing right now. Like Natasha Watley, a previous guest on this show, one of the best of all time, and founder of the Natasha Watley Foundation. Kelsey Stewart from Team USA, All-American out of Florida. Jasmine Jackson, professional softball player coming out of Cal. Another former Believe in Softball guest, Rhiannon Potkey, rock star journalist, put a lot of their words into one D1 softball article that I recommend you read. There's also Shay Knighton, Alicia Ocasio, Marty Reed, Raven Siobhan, and so many more. And I've compiled some of these posts in a thread on my Twitter page, at JennaBecerra01. And know that in future episodes, I'll also spend time elevating voices in the Black softball community to help us heal, to learn their stories, and to understand how we can be agents of change. I had planned the interview with this week's guest for a while, and I'm excited to share her journey in this episode. Let's listen. She is a captain and longtime member of the Canadian national team, future Tokyo Olympian, all-NPF player, previous All-American, and four-time All-Pac-12 Washington Husky, Victoria Hayward. Thank you for joining. Thanks, Jenna. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. I'm super excited to have you on. I actually was thinking earlier today, back to when we first met, you were being recruited by Stanford. What was that, like 10 years ago, maybe? Yeah. I don't want to age us, but it might be even more than 10 years at this point. <laughs> it might. Maybe I was being a little generous for us. <laughs> uh, growing up in Canada, my family moved to Mountain View, which is like right down the street from Stanford. And so that was my hometown squad. I loved everything about it. I loved meeting all you girls. I was fan, number one fan for forever. And I still, I still do really love Stanford. I love that. And I, you know, I just love when within the Pac-12, 
we just back the pack, right? Like it's nice to have that kind of, I don't know, community within the softball community, I guess you could say. Totally like enemies, but also if it's pack versus anybody, like the strongest bond, it's really great. Exactly. I think I remember it might've been like your unofficial visit or something. And I think you watched a practice. Do you remember that watching Mm us? Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about it. And so I remember we ran a bunch of our infield plays, like with our calls, with our signals, everything. And afterwards we kind of brought it up as a team. And I think somebody mentioned something to coach like, Hey, remember she was watching all that. Um, and he was like, well, shit, let's hope she commits, <laughs> you know, because uh, we pretty much gave everything away. Did you even realize that? No, I was, I, in hindsight, no, but that's super funny. I do remember it being like, so like fast paced, high, like, and so stampered in that it was very like softball IQ was high, like high level conversations, all those things. And for me, like not really being an infielder. But like, I hadn't really been exposed to that. I think I was probably just overwhelmed and like the, okay, this is like high level softball talk. Like, this is awesome. And then I ended up actually, this is one of the crazy stories of just your softball career takes a turn. I was like 100% committed to Stanford uh, without, as you know, like you have to apply and do the whole thing before you can really. And so I actually waited until my senior year and, and applied and I got the call from coach Rittman on the first day of my senior year. And he was like, Vic, I'm so sorry. Like you didn't get in. And it was just like, so soul crushing because it had been my dream. And obviously everything happens for a reason. Everything works out. But, um, that was for sure. One of the toughest days of my, I was so bought in and loved, loved every part of it. But Man, that is what's hard. But I would say that I feel like, like you said, everything happened for a reason and it led you down an amazing path. So we would have loved to have had you, obviously, but I feel like you've done so many amazing things in the path that you did take. Yeah. And he, he couldn't really give me a reason why. And he's like, I really don't know. And it was just one of those things where it's like this, and it just opened up these other doors for me. And I was like, this was totally one of the, it was just meant to be. And I loved going home and getting to play at Stanford and all those things. So it, it all worked out, but, um, still a Stanford fan for life. Thanks. We like having you (laughs) in the path that you ended up taking. Basically you did go to a women's college world series. So that's a big deal, first of all. And now in 2020, you know, we would be watching the world series this week. That's what this week would have been all about. And I know that NCAA softball has had some flashbacks that they've been playing. I saw you playing with Washington what were some of your favorite memories from being on that stage or even just getting there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, well, our story of, was pretty cool because my freshman year, we went to a super regional at Missouri and played Chelsea Thomas, just one of the best pitchers in NCAA history. Like she was amazing. And then um, lost. And then two years later, had the opportunity to go back to Missouri and ended up beating them. So I think just talking about growth, talking about your journey and just like facing the same pitcher and being able to win, I think was like so memorable of just of how, how much we'd grown and and our team was really young that first year. So being able to kind of have a second shot at that was really awesome. But I remember playing Oklahoma in Oklahoma city and they were unstoppable that year. They went on to win it and just feeling that energy and like, wow, and just taking a step back and be like, wow, this is because of softball. Like it was, it was a crazy year for, in 2013, there had been a lot of destruction in more Oklahoma. So I feel like it was, it was about more than softball in that moment. Um, and so I think that was super powerful of just, of being a part of Oklahoma winning and, and being one of their competitors in the way, but getting to play basically in their hometown home game for them and have it be about more than softball was super powerful I think more than softball is really why we all play too Mm -hmm. and compete and be part of it it's not just the game I mean obviously we all fell in love with it but there are so many parts to it that are bigger than just ourselves I think I feel like when we all realize that is when we start to be great too did you feel that through that process yeah and I I feel like our culture at Washington and just being like, we always talked about being a part of something bigger than yourself. And then you preach it and you, you feel that within your team, like, okay, I'm a part of a team. And then I'm a part of the history of Washington softball. And then I'm a part of all these things. And 
it was a cool, like every single person that goes through the Washington program has been to the World Series. So even just our team living on that legacy within something bigger than ourselves, and then to just be exposed to like, okay, whoa, this community, we got to go help out and like clean up some of the houses that have been devastated. So just experiencing that and feeling like we chipped in a little bit and then seeing it like to come to fruition in those games, it's just like, you're kind of your perspective just grows and changes. And then now like playing all over the world and doing it, you're just like, man, even my little experience is so small in the grand scheme and it just like keeps growing, which, which is why people are still involved in the game. Like you said, like why we, we need to grow awareness, why we love to grow it, why we just, we can't seem to step away. It just like keeps bringing you back because it's just so awesome. It always does. And it, why would we want to step away? Right? Like who wants to do that? I feel like that mindset, though, does come from the top down. And it starts, you know, when we're young, I think, and and falling in love with the game. But it also, I feel like, really comes to fruition in college. And then we go beyond that, which you've done a lot of. But Heather Tarr, I mean, she's a legend. I feel like she must have set the tone for you guys. Do you have a favorite Heatherism or, like, something that she always said or did yeah, I think Heatherisms, I love that you just coined that because they <laughs> they haunt me in the best way. Like they still guide me to this day. I'll, ca- I'll catch myself talking to people. I'm like, oh my God, that was just Coach Tar. That was just all Coach Tar coming out of me. So it's pretty funny. But I think my favorite um, piece is just how you do anything is how you do everything. And we took that to the most like minute level in softball specifically just of how you roll on the field, how you take care of your teammates, how you pick up balls to put in the basket, like all those things. But then seeing that in real life and what that means of just being a member of society, like the way that you roll and the way that you treat other people, I feel like that in the moment you're like, it's about softball. But then once you kind of step away, it's like, no, this is real life of who you are as a person and who you are when stuff might not be going well or just when things are hard and it's just it always brings me back to just like trying to be the best version of myself which coach tar for sure inspired in us like on the daily that it, those are words to live by to be fair yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah 100 and i feel like with her presence at uw too there's obviously a history of a close tie between team canada and the Huskies like there's no doubt about it there was a path kind of created by Daniel Laurie and Jen Salling but how did you know that that path was the right one for you well when I first joined the national team it was 2009 I was a junior in high school and so my heart was I'm going to Stanford I'm I'm doing that and so I played with them and they were like, you really have to think about Washington. And they had just won the World Series. So I'm like, yeah, like, sorry, you guys, I can't. I'm going to Stanford. And so like, <laughs> looking back on that, I just want to punch myself in the face, be like, Victoria, be open-minded. Like, you never know what can happen, all those things. And so luckily I got to play with them. Coach Tar came up to support them as, as her players. And um, they were like, watch Vic, like, watch Vic, just like, what do you think? And, and whatnot. And so um, I agreed to just go on a visit to see it. And I, I had always really prided myself on like the academic piece as well as the softball piece. So Washington was one of the schools that I was interested in when I was making my initial lists, like high academic, like ability to achieve my dreams softball wise and do it in a really cool place. Um, And so it ended up kind of checking all the boxes. And then um, when things kind of fell through in terms of my other kind of what I thought was my goal, um, I kind of begrudgingly was like, okay, I'll come on a visit. And I stepped on campus and I was like, this is everything happens for a reason. This is my perfect place. Um, School wasn't even in session yet. So the timing of it was like, I didn't really see, I went to a football game, but I didn't really meet the whole team. I didn't see what campus was like in a bustling way. And so I think just being presented of what the culture was like and what the goals were and how I could help contribute to that was, it was like all I needed and just, and just meeting a few of the girls and just seeing how but in they were and how they wanted to be better and how it was kind of playing off like how my team Canada can help this and how this can help my future career and just 
like a really holistic view of what I wanted to do. But yeah, from that point on, it was a no brainer. And then I was able to play throughout all my years. So I feel like my play during the summer would make me better for being at Washington. And then my year at Washington would help me be a better like person on the national team. So it was softball 24 seven, but it was awesome. And um, I definitely don't think I would have had the career on either side if it weren't for either part, which is, which is really cool. It's unique that you got to do that. But yeah, like I think, I feel like it keeps going back to that it happens for a reason because everything feels like it fell into place. And it's funny that you say that about when you visited Washington, my official visit to Stanford was similar where they hadn't actually started school. Like I kind of waved to half the team because they had just gotten on campus, but we went to a football game. Yes, but like we, it was very similar to everything that you just said. But I feel like when you know, you know, like it's like almost like what it's what people say about when you pick your spouse or your partner for life. Right. But it, and in a way it is a decision for life. Like you are part of that community for life. You're totally. a Washington Husky. Right. So yeah. I think that's really cool that it just kind of, I don't know, even though plan A didn't work out, plan B turned out to be pretty kick-ass. Yeah. <laughs> everything's, everything's fallen into place for sure. Yeah. Yeah. When Danielle was on the show a couple months back, she was just such a ambassador, I guess, for everything that you're saying as well. And I feel like you are too. Um, and I think it's kind of cool that while you guys didn't play together mm-hmm. at Washington, right? Like you had just said, as we were chatting right before this, that your class kind of replaced hers, but like that legacy lives on. And I think that's continued since you've even left. Yeah. I think that's, and that was one, when we're talking about uh, like visits and what matters to you, like I didn't need to see what a softball game day would look like or what it looked like on campus. Like when I was learning about the culture and the actual glue of what I was committing to, I didn't need the other stuff because that's what I wanted. And I think what I've learned as I've gone on and done coaching and playing for other teams and being like a professional softball player, it just really sticks out to me how cool the culture is and how it trans, it's so much bigger than like, as we were talking, it's so much bigger and it transcends every Husky softball player that's come in. And it doesn't matter if you were in the inaugural class of like 93 or which Rittman coach. So even like connecting back to Stanford, like if you were a part of that group or you're a Husky that's there now, they're just there's like an, just an unwritten rule of, of how you are and who you are. And one of the slogans for Washington is like, who we are is why we win. And I think that's like really ingrained into like every Husky that comes through. But I think it's so hard to create that like identity and and feeling like you're really connected to it. And so just to have experienced it and been a part of it and like chosen that as what was going to be most important to me, I think it really just sticks with me. And now I want that in all aspects of my life. I want that on all the teams and all of the things. And so just like, it's so hard to create. So I'm grateful that it was, it was there for me to just soak up and be a part of. There had to have been some of that in you already. Right. And that's why that you were drawn to it and Mm -hmm. same with everybody else that you've played with and your alumni and all of that, like from the Stanford perspective, I can just totally relate. I feel like I feel the same way. And I think programs go through tough times, but that's what we all did together, right? When we trained, we go through tough times together. And like, that's what it is. Yeah. And being true to like who you are as an individual and then as the culture, as yeah. long as you're really true to that, you can get through anything. It's when you start to have people that maybe aren't committed to those values or, or kind of the, they're there for the wrong reasons that, I mean, you see a lot of transfers and all that stuff. Like, that commitment really has to be to the, to the culture and, and the idea of what it is versus just the game of softball or something kind of superficial. It's so true. Even in a corporate world, or like if you're in the normal job market and you're looking for jobs, you choose something based on not just the job, but it's the company, their culture, the, the boss that you'd be working with, like do your values align? Like it, like you said, it just applies to literally every part of life. <laughs> yeah. And like finding your, like a paycheck. I think the, the paycheck is a great example. Like people will leave their jobs. Like they'll transfer if it's just about the money, if it's just about softball, like it has to be, you have to have that connection and that, that why, and that like purpose to be there or at least to thrive. 
in that organization for sure. Absolutely. I know that Team Canada, again, it played a role in you going to Washington, but you were actually a Canadian national team member first, obviously. And you were the youngest ever to be on the senior national team, which is pretty cool. You know, you're 16 years old and here you are playing with these amazing players. What do you feel like you learned, not just really about softball, but about yourself through that process? This time has been a really cool opportunity for me to like reflect on that growth and reflect on who I was at the beginning. Cause I feel like it's just been on to the next, on to the next. And I think I've just, I learned that I had to like mature and I had to grow up. I was a 16 year old amongst like 30, 32 year olds, like topics of conversation and things we had in common were softball. So it was, it was business. And I, I didn't, I think on a team, you just show up and you're immediately comfortable because you have people and they have the same like likes as you, or they're going through the same things. Like I was getting my driver's license and these women were owning businesses and like two time Olympians just being total badasses. So it was like, <laughs> okay, Vic, you've got to show them that you belong and that you can freaking pull your weight and you can like, you're not just some dumb kid that just showed up for the, so I felt like it really forced me to grow up and, um, just like find, find my identity within that and show them that I belong. And so it was about softball. It was about performing. And, and there were times where it was super uncomfortable. I wanted to quit. I did not, it was not all fun and games. I think that's why I had so much fun at Washington and could buy into it. Cause it was like, okay, I'm back in my element. These are my friends. We hang out, we do all these things. And so, um, and now just as a leader on our team, wanting to create an environment where regardless of age, we're still invested in each other. We're still connected and we can still grow. But for sure, there was a ton of softball knowledge. I mean, I learned something every day, but I was really forced to mature super quickly. And, and I think that's had a really impactful, like it's just impacted my life in every single way. I'm a big believer in not only does the game not know who's supposed to win, anyone can win on any given day, but I also think the game doesn't know how old you are. So I feel like on the field, like you could be performing wonderfully, but there is that element where relationships do matter and who you're doing it with and how you're doing it with your teammates does make a difference. Yeah. And you can let your age be an excuse, but the game, but the game doesn't know. So I think you see it in college all the time, like freshmen show up in really big moments and they don't act like freshmen. So how can you own that and just like show up, act like you've been there before? We've all played softball our whole lives. I think people get so caught up in this new thing. So the faster I realized it was like, it's the same game. I know what to do. I just have to go out and be myself and like show them that I belong, like show them that I'm meant to be there. And, and I didn't want to waste a year or two being like a little rookie. I ended up starting and playing and it was, we, we won bronze at a world championship, which hadn't been done in a long time. But yeah, it's, it, it's easy to let the moment get big and you just have to like figure out where you are in the moment. And you've, uh, you've won a few of those, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> a few I of think, those medals? Yeah. I think four maybe world championships, which, I mean, I wish that there was like an Olympics thrown in there, but I'll, t I'll take the world championships too, because those have been some of the coolest experiences um, of my softball life for sure course. And yes, Danielle talked about that a lot too, because for her having been a part of, I mean, you know, this, I'm not going to woman's plane or whatever it's called, <laughs> like in this situation that to you, but she talked about that a lot where, you know, she has a chip on her shoulder. She wants to get a medal. Like that's the goal. And she was saying that kind of hinting at what you've mentioned, where the culture was maybe a little tough on team Canada in the earlier years, maybe when you first joined. Mm -hmm. and now you, her, Jen Salling, I think she mentioned Kaylee a lot too, are building that culture of what you know is, will lead to greatness really early. And, and that's greatness in terms of the tangible results, I think the medal and all that, but also it just matters how you do it. And like the, the standards and the leadership that you guys have. Yeah. And we've had tons of help from its performance coaches and our staff just wanting to develop it. But we think it's like our intangible like advantage, like just knowing each other being just the experiences that we've had over this time. Like our a core of our team has been together since 2009. So just in terms of knowing each other as people and 
what they need in certain moments and who they are as softball players, like that can be a really big advantage if you use it. But um, it's, it's so cool. Like sometimes people will complain or make a comment about the culture and I, <laughs> we just want to laugh and be like, you don't even know. Like it's just so taken for granted at times when it's really good versus like, or we want it to be better. So we're always working, but just when you take a moment to step back and be like, how do I feel now? How do newcomers that come feel now versus how we maybe felt in those moments? I think those are like those full circle moments where you can just be like, we're doing the right thing. We're headed in the right direction. We're softball players. We're always trying to be better. Like there's, there's never going to be a time where you achieve what you're looking for because you're always trying to get better. But I think that we've definitely made some, some strides that, that we're really proud of. And has the official Olympic team been named yet? Because when I talked to Danielle, it wasn't at the time. No. Okay. So that must be like kind of another element thrown in on top of the, of the pandemic and the fact that it's, you know, postponed a year to 2021, like all of the teams are dealing with that. But the fact that the team's not named like mentally, how do you guys kind of keep, keep working at it or how to, how does that affect you? Yeah. It kind of has double, like you can't get complacent because it still hasn't been named. So I think that's the good part about it because nothing, I mean, as we can see with this pan, like nothing's guaranteed, like it can be taken away at any moment. But also I think it, to, to your point, like it's super tough for, for people wanting to just move on with their lives and, and not really knowing where they are. But I think it just speaks to our culture and we want them there. And we, they know people who may not make the final roster know how much of an impact that they're having on our group. And they're a part of the whole story and the whole journey. So I think making it about more than just the 15 people that get to go compete there, like it's really about all of us, the bigger team Canada, um, anyone that's ever helped us even get this sport here from 2009 back into the games, like we really want to be playing for all of those people. So I think it becomes something that you still want to be a part of, even though you might not get the news that you want in terms of being in the big moment, but, and we've got some young ones too, which is cool who might have their sights set on like 2028. So even just like you can be the leader for the next. So how can we pour into you so that you can help lead the next generation and hopefully keep this culture going? Yeah. It goes back to that legacy. Like we talked about with Washington. I mean, that's the case with Canada too. Yeah. And just teaching them the way. And, and cause so there's, there are going to be so many retirements, like who knows who's going to be playing in a year, let alone two, three, four. So I think just being able to create something that actually lasts longer than just the people that are inside of it. I see all of you, like Danielle, you, you guys are grinding with your workouts, like, and I love it. I love to see that. It's actually been somewhat motivational for me. Not that I've worked out as much as I should, but <laughs> just, awesome. you know, <laughs> but even just still like more like mentally, like to attack my day. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, those are the little things, but even outside of your training, what do you do to kind of fill your bucket and like, what inspires you? So I've been inspired lately, just trying to give back. I feel like this part of my life has been able to be super selfish in a way that I'm not really used to. Like I've always had a job or balancing school or just all these things and trying to, but now I made the conscious decision to step away from, I was working at UCF um, and that's why I moved down to Florida. And so I made the decision to like, I want to commit to this all in, let's do this. And so this 2020 year has been super selfish, which is great for softball. But in terms of like, I love, I get energy from being around people. And so I've just been trying to connect with teams and, and give them little presentations of what I've learned. Um, I've started sharing like a kind of mental toughness 101 with some teams, which has been fun. Um, just trying to like capture so much of the stuff that we've learned and make it applicable to people who maybe love softball and are now out of it or young kids who are just struggling to find the motivation to do stuff right now. And I think that has been super fulfilling for me because I don't really know when this chapter of just me being selfish and getting to just train and, and really be a professional softball player for the first time in my life. Like, I don't know how long that's going to be. And so I want to take advantage of it for sure, but I also love being able to share what I've learned and hopefully give a nugget to somebody else that, that helps them. 
I think it's really cool that you actually recognize that this is a really special time in your life and in your career, because sometimes, lots of times we don't realize it in the moment, like when it's happening, Mm -hmm. that something is really special and unique. So I think it's really cool that you do. And the information part, meaning like spreading your knowledge. We, We were talking about how to grow the game a little bit earlier. That's also, that's how it happens, right? It's like the visibility, but it's also like sharing what you've learned. Like, Mm -hmm. let's be kind of a supportive community, not just be like competing with each other. And I feel like I've seen over the years, that's been actually better and better within softball from my viewpoint. Totally. And I think there are certain groups and they make their living on softball and and they're going to monetize it, which is great for them because to even say that we've got like professional coaches and professional athletes, whatever, that make their money from softball is great for the game. But you're right. Like, I'm trying to find a way that makes it accessible I also need to support myself as a human, <laughs> just yeah. like survival. Um, but yeah, I think the more info we can get out, like people posting drills and just little nuggets and stuff like that is, is so cool. And just social media has helped with that so much of just connecting with anyone you want and, and being able to do lessons or whatever that is. So I'm, I'm still trying to find out where my niche is in terms of getting my info out there, but it's definitely something I want to do. And I feel like you've, found a little bit of something in terms of athletes unlimited like you've been involved with it from very early on right yeah starting since october so i was i was actually the first athlete signed to it which is pretty cool that's amazing congratulations i mean i'm excited we actually i don't know if you saw this or not but there was an entire episode a few weeks ago that was dedicated to athletes unlimited now i need to that's awesome i'll I'll send it your way but i'm always pro new opportunities. That's like my standpoint, and I guess probably in life, but, and this is obviously a new opportunity or a new approach to softball. So I don't know, from a player perspective, what made you decide to bet on it? Like, yes, I want to bet on this. I'm going to bet on myself with this league. It, again, with things happening for a reason, these conversations were happening when I thought my career could have been over in July. Like I was under the impression that, okay, the Olympics would happen. I didn't know if I was going to retire. Um, I wanted to keep playing if there was something to play for, but also life happens. And just if, if it's not compelling enough for me, I would be really content hanging it and leaving it at the Olympics, just bookends of my career. And so I went into it, like really not sure if I was going to commit. So I was like, let's just learn. And the minute that they started talking about like opportunities for women, changing the game, doing something different, and just the amount of investment that they had both financially and like emotionally, I was like, I have to do this. I have to see where this goes because never in our experience with professional softball have, has there been this sort of momentum or just new ideas and and figuring it out and doing something different. And I was like, regardless of whether this thing takes off or not, I would be really proud to say that I tried to grow the game in a way that had never been run before. And I think there are some people that get caught up in like, well, it's too much about the individual. They'll hear certain things about the league and maybe not like it. And I just challenge them to like, it's still the same game we love. And now we get to experience it in a new way and like share it with more people who might love this new way better than we love our traditional way. Like the game is not changing and we love the game. So I'm, I was so honored to be the first person to sign. And now feedback we've gotten from former softball players, people who are signing, um, all that stuff, like this group of people that we've gotten together in the league is, is so cool. And I can't believe I get to be teammates with some of them. It's like awesome. But then for the first time, I feel like there's no politics around softball and it's just like the best people wanting to play together. So there's no battling between different leagues or different countries or different, like who's got territory where it's just opportunity for women to play softball. Do you want it? help be a real pro. And so I think with all of that, I was just like, this could be so cool. It is so cool, at least from my perspective. And you're, you're giving me even more info about the league, which I'm excited to learn even just from you as we're chatting. From what I can tell, I feel like there's like a kind of a couple tie-ins from your background here. Meaning one of them is you have your MBA and it was a focus on sport management, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in terms of as a player of course you want to have a say and you want to be involved I feel like anybody who has a craft wants that 
in their life, but you also kind of have that background as well. Yeah. And when they were talking about what it could become and first of all, reasons why they wanted this new model, it was like, Hey, we did market research. We came back and we found that like the new fan is wanting this. And so as someone who's like data driven with a lot of my life, I'm like, well, who cares if I like it? I'm trying to grow this thing. I need to know what other people like. So I think that that the fact that they went out and did data collection and, and asked those questions, I think is such a forward thinking thing because yes, baseball is really traditional, but also baseball is struggling to keep people in the stands now. So I think they're facing their own issues. Um, the game itself is great, but I think just finding ways that we can maybe get ahead of it and find that niche and, and get more people. So when they were like, we've done market research, it's this, I was like, boom, I like that. And then they were, they were talking about profit sharing and how it's actually like, yes, we make the decisions. And then we actually also reap the benefits of it. I was like, okay, so if we make this thing awesome, we get, it's just direct correlation between how much we're willing to put into it. I think that that's been the missing piece for professional softball for a while of excuses of there's, well, there's no money here. We don't want to do this. And so now it's the ownership is on us. And if we as a softball community want professional softball to be awesome and be a, a top sport that comes to mind when we think about professionals, then we have an obligation to support something that has the financial support and, and connections to really be something awesome. So I'm excited as a, an advocate for it. And then also as somebody who gets to compete. Yes. I mean, <laughs> this, it's so funny because th there are a lot of parallels to literally what you're saying about it, to the conversation that we had with actually long story short, I'll send you the episode. Cause I think I would love to hear actually your feedback on it, but, um, it was the director of football operations at the XFL and they had started a new football league and they were very data driven in their approach, et cetera. And that I saw a lot of parallels immediately with athletes unlimited in that regard too. I mean, minus a pandemic, hopefully. Right. But yeah. it is a business, but it's, it's the sport we love, but it's also a business. So it is, how do we grow both in a strategic way? And like I said, your background and everything that you just said, it makes so much sense why you were here kind of on the ground level with Athletes Unlimited. The other piece that I feel like I see as a tie-in just with you and your background is kind of that teammate piece, meaning this is an opportunity to have like significantly more teammates than you normally would because the teams change and those relationships are important. How do you feel like that'll affect that dynamic? there's kind of almost, you can look at it as you have no teammates and you're just like a lone ranger doing your own thing, or you literally have like 55 other teammates. And so I think that that's what I'm so excited for is these people I've played against. I really admire them from afar. You have like that softball connection, like we did, where it's like, you know, each other, you've got the mutual respect, but you never really got to pick their brain or see how they roll on the daily. And, and I think I'm really looking forward to just growing as a softball player in my own preparation of just seeing what works for other people and um, kind of expanding my horizons a little bit, Talk, uh, just talking the game with people who are the best at their craft. I'm taking it as I've got all these people that I get to share this experience with. We're collectively growing something. Yes, we'll compete, but ultimately some of my best friends I played against in the pack and it's still love. Like it's, it's yes, it's competitors, but ultimately I think what's cool is we actually all have the same goal. The same goal is to grow the league, the same goal of making this thing what we know it could be. So I think um, we've seen some awesome engagement in terms of our group. I think there are some people that are still figuring out how they can grow it and how they can kind of find their own way in it. And obviously when, when we're together, it'll be a little bit easier, but the overall, like we have calls and people are engaged asking questions and I'm, I'm super excited for, for kind of where everyone else's heads are at. Cause I think they're also excited to be a part of the whole group, not just be an individual playing. So what do you think makes a good teammate, I guess in general, but also what's going to make a good teammate in athletes unlimited? I think playing the game the right way and just having mutual respect for just your opponents. The game knows, the game knows if you put in the work, the game knows how like who you are off the field so I think just 
it's going to be really important to just be yourself, but be the best version of yourself. We're trying to grow this thing. You can't get butthurt over your poor performance because ultimately it's about the collective, especially in this first year, it's about getting it out there as a league. Hopefully as this thing grows and gets crazy big, then maybe it becomes a little bit more about the intricacies with different battles and who's beating who and whatnot. But I think especially for this inaugural year, it's about putting a great product out there, having the best people and just excited for softball to be back. Like I've been joking when I talk to teams about kind of harvesting this feeling that you're playing, uh, but that you're feeling right now about softball. Like I would go over 10 on a weekend if I got to go play a, a softball game tomorrow. Like I don't care. I just want to go play. And it would be, and like we would all agree to have a terrible outing if that means that we got to go play and just be out on the grass, throwing with our teammates, all that stuff. So I think that's how a lot of us might be feeling. So it's like, it's not even about how you are as an individual and what your performance is. It's the fact that we get to go out and finally play and enjoy it. I think it'll be so cool. That's like a deep love, right? For the game. And what is it about softball? that drew you to it in the beginning? Like what made you fall in love with it when you were a kid? I loved it just cause it's like, it's really hard. I was good at other sports, but I liked that there was that individual piece where I could really thrive and show who I was. I played soccer also. And so I felt like that was, you could almost hide sometimes. There's no hiding in softball. It's like you have your moment and you get to shine or you get to fail, <laughs> fail forward, all that stuff. But I love that there was that moment to be an individual while also like you can't do it without your team. So I love that piece that it was hard, but when you succeed, it's so much more fun. And it's like, you get that high of, of the adrenaline and all those good feelings while also getting to share that with your teammates. You're so right. The game knows everything and the game sees everything too. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> well, if you could play another position then, what would it be if you weren't in the outfield? I joke that I used to be a left-handed shortstop and then they booted me out. So I, I do feel like I could be a shortstop at heart. It didn't I kind of love that. Yeah. I, and now every time when I was recruiting, I would see like left-handed shortstops playing at a U14 or, and I'm like, oh my God, I hope that they never make you leave because that's so awesome. <laughs> It is awesome. I feel like people used to say the same thing about catchers, right? Like, oh, I shouldn't be a lefty catcher. And now there are more and more. Mm -hmm. I think it's just kind of the, well, then you have to prove yourself. And if they do, I mean, at the college level, there are so many great shortstops that I'm sure someone will come in there more. And then you can't argue with it. But I, I hated that just for sake of being left-handed, someone told me no. But I think at heart, I would be, I would be a shortstop. Maybe you were paying more attention to our practice at Stanford when you were there. <laughs> secretly <laughs> I could do that yeah I love like it Coons at some point I don't know who would have been playing shorts up at that time she was like one of my favorites yeah well Maddie Coon Ashley Hansen Ashley Hansen too yeah must have been at that I time I, I just voted for her as best shortstop of all time on one of those a different podcast app I reached out to her and I was like I had to vote for you you were one of my favorites yes I saw that on seven innings and she was really good she was our second guest ever, actually, for the show, Very which cool. was really cool. Yeah, it was super exciting to have her. I feel like I also can't ignore, I know we talked about this a little bit when you first joined the call, that the state of the world is really just insane right now, and in the U.S., and as people who live here, mm -hmm. it's been pretty crazy over the last week, and so if you could say something to athletes or women, or anyone right now, what would it be? I think we hit on it earlier, just talking about the game knows, the game knows everything, the game knows like who you are off the field, and even just being connected with Athletes Unlimited, like the concept of being unlimited, I feel like sports are such a great example of that, because it doesn't matter who you are, what you look like, what you believe, it's about ultimately like who you are on the field in your soul. Um, and, and what you do and, and all your decisions. And so that's where my heart goes. And so it, it really kills me to just turn on the TV and, and see, and look out my window and, and see what's going on in the world. I definitely acknowledge that I will never understand um, fully and acknowledge that I've been privileged with a lot of stuff. But 
my heart is with everyone and I hope that I hope that we can be better as as a world because and it doesn't only it, it's it is an American issue right now but it also is relevant in Canada and in other places too so heart is definitely heavy I want to be better for for my teammates my friends the people that I love and and I'm I'm still figuring out how, how I play into this just as an individual yeah I appreciate you sharing your thoughts I think you know the people staying silent piece of it is very real and I think a lot of it tends to come from not knowing what to do, but maybe we learn by doing or learn by just having the conversations, right? And so I appreciate you doing that with me a little bit right now. If you're not willing to fail and put your thoughts out there, if they're in good intentions, like, then you're not going to know. And I think that that's what a lot of people, they might think that they're doing the right thing, but actually they have no idea how their actions or inaction are being perceived. And so I think just having the power of, of some heavy conversations and just being willing and vulnerable to like dive deeper. I think not only in, in this situation, but just there are so many parallels to just culture and and softball and life and, and whatnot. And I think it's just so powerful. And I would venture to say that in, in, in your life and in your career, you've really had a bias towards action, which I appreciate. And I'm glad that we were able to talk through it all today. Mm -hmm. And I want to wrap with a lighthearted kind of mini game. It's called Safer Out. And basically what I'll do is I'll just bring up a topic that's related to softball. And then if you like it, you'll say, okay, that's safe. If you don't like it, you'll call it out. Does that make sense? Yeah. I did this with Danielle too, and it was, it was entertaining. Um, so wearing bows or a ribbon in your hair for games, safer oh, out. Absolutely safe. <laughs> I do so, it. A ribbon though, not a bow. Not a bow, a ribbon. That is an, that's an important distinction. That's actually a good call. No. I've never really been like a wear something in the hair person, but now that I'm thinking about it, if I did, it would definitely be a ribbon and not a bow. Now that mm-hmm. you say that. Yeah. That's interesting. I'll ask you one that I also asked Danielle then. Bat flips. Safe or out? I'm going to say out. What's your, what are the main reasons? I think, um, to me, it just goes to respecting the game. I don't hold it personally for anyone that does it. I think if that's the way that you want to express yourself, more power to you. Like we get to express ourselves through the game, but for me personally, also I've never hit a home run that I knew was out with the ability (laughs) to flip. So I'm more concerned with like getting to second base as quickly as I can. So I also just can't relate at all (laughs) so maybe that's why I'm out with it but um yeah I just and I would say Danielle's if you do it against Danielle one is coming to the hands really quickly and it's just not worth it for me so I'm gonna go out that's exactly what she said yeah when I asked her so (laughs) happened a time or two (laughs) hey I get it I'm with you it's not like my style but I'm also with you I completely feel you on the fact that Like, you know, I mean, I hit some home runs in college, but that wasn't like the core of my game, you know, like, so yeah, it's just not something I thought about now with like Korean baseball on though, these bat flips are so artful that I'm like, this is kind of entertaining, but it's more of like, I don't know. It still feels different though with them than it does in like college softball, for example, like it's, it's a different kind of cultural thing, but Mm -hmm. And you can totally show, I know what you're talking about with the, like you almost show your personality and who you are through it. Like if I was to bat flip, it would definitely not be like an angry bat. Like that's not who I am as a softball player. So it's, it'd be interesting that you, even if I did, it wouldn't be like, like a Sam Shaw drop the hammer. Like, yeah. Yeah. The tomahawk. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's not me at all. I don't know. I feel like I could see if you were to ever do that, it would be like this like artful, like flipping the bat over or something, like literally like just letting it go and it like yeah, a little, flipping a few a little times. Graceful toss. Yeah. I'd like, I would pimp a bunt before a home run. Like one of those bunts where everyone gets to it and no one can make a play. Yes. Like I, my personality would be like to pimp that in some way. Honestly, like I actually get that because as a former corner player, my mindset was always like, don't get beat in front. Like, and I loved any like lefties, especially slappers. I was like, yes, let's do this. Like it was so fun defensively. So yeah, like actually maybe that's my equivalent to like 
Danielle being pissed about a bat flip when she's on the mound, I'd be like pissed if somebody pimped a bunt, you know? But I get it. I actually get it. Yeah. Just the competitive piece of our game. I love it. That's so fun. Well, thank you again for joining. This was really fun. Like I, I've loved catching up with you, learning more about everything that you're doing because there are so many things and it's been really great having you on the show. Yeah, this was awesome. I loved all the questions and now you've given me something to think about in terms of my bat flipping and who I'm going to be as a bat flip hunter. So, you know, it's, that's what I'm trying to do. Just trying to, you know, give you food for thought. <laughs> but I appreciate you having me. This was really fun. I had a great time talking with Vic, especially digging into how important it is to be the best version of ourselves. And in that vein, today's double play tip of the week is about teammates. And I'm going to keep it really simple. Show up for each other. When we play softball, you have to show up physically. You literally have to be there, putting the work in, training in the weight room, practice on the field, team meetings in the locker room, performing in a game. Seeing each other put that work in lets you all know that you're there for each other in the trenches and you'll tackle everything together. But you also have to show up mentally and emotionally. Be mentally present and prepared. Know the plays, the signals, the strategy, the strengths and weaknesses of yourself and your opponent. Softball IQ is key. But then there's the emotional piece too. You want to be invested. Allow yourself to be inspired learn from each other, be bought into the bond, and also be aware. Have the open conversations with teammates beyond just softball, but life, because this has always been bigger than a game. Let them know that you're there, because the well-being of all of you is what's most important. That's it. Show up for each other. That's the double play tip of the week. You've been listening to Believe in Softball, available everywhere you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, TuneIn, and Believe.com. Subscribe, rate, and review, and share. Again, I'm on Twitter, at JennaBacera01, and Instagram, at JennaBacera. Thank you, and catch you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.